0: happy holidays and thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike I'm Tom oh, that must make me Mike I was gonna I was thinking you were gonna say that must make me Santa <laughs> nope just Mike <laughs> I'm not Santa
1: I mean I am Santa but I'm not Santa you know what I mean no I really don't I'm not the Santa but ah, I am the Santa yes. in my
0: house I see yeah that makes sense I huh. can I can go with that So, it is our Christmas episode, um, and we got a lot of fun stuff for you tonight. I wanted to talk about when I was a kid, um, when I was probably about four or five, uh, my mom somehow convinced me to memorize the entirety of Twas the Night Before Christmas, and I was made to recite it in front of my family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, I would like to try to do that tonight. I don't know if you can pull up a copy of the, uh, the wording for that. So that you oh, can sure read can along and it. tell me how I'm doing. Yeah, tell me how I'm doing.
1: Hold on, I gotta turn off the porn that I was looking at.
0: Sure. No problem. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're gonna edit this piece out anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, here we go. Now I believe I have it.
0: Alright, here we go. Um, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And I, in my stocking, and her in her cap... Oh, shit, no. Yeah, you went yeah, way... I fucked yeah. up really bad. Okay, let me start you went over. You way ahead there. Yeah. "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse.' The children were tucked all snug in their beds with visions of gumdrops dancing in their heads. You were
1: close, but you still missed a couple lines.
0: And Ma in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, there rose such a clatter that I sprung from my bed to see what was the matter. Tore open the curtains and threw open the sash, And... Then I saw Mother Claus's gash. I- <laughs> you did a great job of remembering, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been 40 years. <laughs>
1: You <laughs> could have uh, refreshed
0: yourself a little bit. I didn't want to cheat. No, I did not want to cheat. I wanted to. I wanted to do it straight from memory. And as we, as you see, we're not doing very well. Uh, let's see. Uh, you were you were looking at Mrs. Claus's gash. Yes, and then can I just relate what happens? <laughs> Santa's like up on the roof or whatever with his fucking reindeer, and he's like dash on, dash all the way or whatever. And then he fucking comes in and he's got a bowl full of jelly for a belly and uh, rosy cheeks. And uh, he's like a, a shy elf or something like that. And he leaves <laughs> presents and then he leaves and he says, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Well, that really was the greatest
1: abridged version of <laughs> what's the night before Christmas I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. was the fucking night before Christmas and all through the fucking house. Not it was a fucking like a dirty elf was something. Yeah, it was a fucking <laughs> dirty elf.
1: And he's and he had a bowl full of jelly, like stomach or something like that. And then I know that he like put some presents out. And then he was like, "Hey, I'm flying the fuck out of here." It's uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, good night. <laughs> I just I just paraphrased your paraphrasing.
0: Very good. Very good. We've destructed th- or we've con- deconstructed this down to its brass tacks. I think you we're good.
1: really can't go any further than that. I gotta be honest. No. That's that's the not, end of it not, right there.
0: Not unless you communicate in some caveman proto language or something. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oof da, da, da,
0: da. Christmas. <laughs> but did you, know, you have Christmas a story? Is-
1: Christmas is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, absolutely. I, I, Maybe not in the past few years have I been as excited as I used to get when I was uh, a younger man. Mm-hmm. And maybe because as your children get older, they lose that childlike wonder uh, when it comes to the holidays. And... It, it, It makes it difficult to get excited about it, but I got to say that the smell of um, cinnamon pine cones and seeing lights out and everything – and I tell you the other thing that really kills it for me is our fucking weather. Yeah, I mean, we used to have snow for Christmas, Mm -hmm. and I was just looking at the weather, like the 14-day forecast, which will take us right up to Christmas, and we're looking at like in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s and the 50s, you know, the whole way through. Like, when Mm -hmm. you don't get the snow, yes, trust me, I do not... As an adult, enjoy snow as much as I did when I was a kid. It's a pain in the ass, yeah, but it's, a it's huge still pain in the ass. it's still something beautiful to have around. Like on Christmas morning when there's snow on the ground and a decent amount of it too. I'm not just talking a dusting. I mean, you know, maybe like a maybe like six inches to a foot of snow on the ground, but the roads have been taken care of and everything. It's really a picturesque thing. It's a beautiful thing to see, and we don't we don't get that we don't get that anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say another thing that kind of drags Christmas down for me is this whole war on Christmas nonsense that I keep, you know, hearing about and everything. Let's let's set the record straight here tonight. can
0: we? There is no war on Christmas? There is no war on Christmas. You know what okay. the war on Christmas is? Hold on, I'll tell you what the war on Christmas is. The war on Christmas is the normal consumer's desire to not have it start in fucking October truth that's the there's tr- the war. here's the word. the war christmas is a month okay december 1st to december 31st christmas it the fuck up man have all the fucking decorations all the lights i want to see your shit decked out because it's beautiful and it brings back cheerful memories for me i i love oh, yeah. it when people do up their houses i don't because i don't have kids and i don't really have time but if i am i am just too fucking
1: lazy <laughs> uh, well yeah i mean that's the, too lazy that's a straight away for me i have kids and i'm still too lazy to fucking do it yeah, cuz like am man too. that's a lot of work to put lights up for a for a month and then right. inevitably what i ended up doing is that i ended up celebrating them as uh 4th of july lights uh, right. when we got to that time of the year again. And by the time Christmas rolled around again, they'd all have burned out. So Exactly. Exactly. Because you know.
0: you've had them out in the weather for an entire year. <laughs> for an entire
1: year, yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, and yeah. the other so, thing the
1: other thing a war on Christmas is though that I can see plainly is that it's a reason to be ignorant to people of other religious beliefs. Of course it is. Okay. All, it I always say it comes back to that. Yeah, I was gonna say I say happy holidays because I'm not an ignorant fuck. Mm-hmm. because if you celebrate Kwanzaa and I'm not I, I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know I don't remember if it's blessed Kwanzaa or happy Kwanzaa or, or what it is off the top of my head but you celebrate Kwanzaa that's beautiful for you if you celebrate um, Hanukkah that's beautiful for you Can I remind all these people all these Christians that are celebrating their Christmas that Christ was a Jew yeah so he would have celebrated born in Hanukkah. like March. Yeah, (laughs) he would have celebrated Hanukkah. Christmas is a pagan tradition. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a Christian only thing. And it's not the only fucking holiday in December. Right. That being said, there is no war on Christmas. If if you don't like the cups that that Starbucks is serving their coffee in, don't go to Starbucks. Yeah. Go to fucking
0: Dunkin. Make your own coffee. I don't know. Yeah, maybe take like a couple markers with you and color up your own coffee cup, however you want it. That's after, the freedom you after have. After they in give this it world. to you, yeah, yeah. yeah and you nobody, have the freedom. nobody in Starbucks
1: is going to yell at you for drawing on your own coffee cup as long as you're not, you know, making penises on it or something. I guess the people might get upset about that.
0: Well, let's put but, it another way. Let's look at it this way. What? When have you ever acquired a fix to anything big by whining about it? You know, how, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, that's Truth. not fixing yeah. anything. They're just whining to whine, and that's all they're doing. It, it is amazing to me how much white people complain. We complain oh, about the most stupid, minuscule shit. You know? Now, that in mind. <clears throat> we're talking about the war on christmas well well you know how you fight a war you you represent your power or your 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 colors or whatever you want to call it so decorate the shit out of your fucking house same if you if you know like send out christmas cards to say merry christmas instead of happy holidays if that's what you got to do i I don't care what person says If they say to me Merry Christmas Or they say to me Happy Holidays I don't give a shit But I use Happy Holidays unless I know for a fact That person celebrates Christmas Because like you said In a different way of how I'm going to say it is, I'm sensitive to other people's Cultural beliefs Yeah, And I don't want to make a, It's just like misgendering someone Merry Christmas is assumptive to me Of, of a way of life you know, I you actually really have,
1: to I actually have real life experience of of saying Merry Christmas to folks who were Jewish and uh, being corrected enough times in the hospitality industry that uh-huh. it became second nature for me to say Happy Holidays to people because I, mean, I got tired of looking like an ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't automatically I can remember probably one of the last times I had, I had done it that really struck in my head was there was a little kid and his mom in the elevator. And I said, oh, I bet you can't wait Santa coming tonight. And they were like, we're Jewish. We don't celebrate Christmas. And I went, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And like from that moment forward, I don't remember mm-hmm. ever that I, I I never said Merry Christmas to anybody again. It was always when I was at work, it was happy holidays, happy holidays, you know, have yeah. a good holiday season. Hope your holidays yeah. are, are, are happy, you know, something along those lines, because it's it's downright rude mm-hmm. to assume that, you know, that you know everything about everybody when it comes to that kind right. of stuff.
0: You know? Right, and when it comes to something like a religious conviction, um, I think that that sensitivity doubles because that's something that, while I don't agree with any religion, with maybe the exception of Buddhism, um, and only then to a degree, I I I think that religious beliefs are somewhat sacred and should be treated as such. I don't yeah. think that we should be like laughing at them. I laugh at my own experience, but I don't say, "Ah, what are you doing, praying to God?" Like you know, like David Cross, like I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing that. I'm not doing that, I'm, and I wouldn't do that. I'm just happy to let people be as they are. All I ask for is a little more sensitivity in the in the in your in terms of culture and and gender and all that stuff, you know. And if that makes me a liberal, I guess I am one. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly not. Whatever the opposite is, you know, but uh, we know what the opposite is. We got it. Yeah. 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 No war on Christmas. I'm surprised that like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert aren't up on their little platforms talking about the war on Christmas. It wouldn't surprise me, but I haven't seen that.
2: All I saw was Lauren
0: Bobert's atrocious Christmas card with her kids holding AK-47s. That was dear nice. Santa,
1: bring us more ammo or something along those lines yeah. is what it said, didn't it? Yeah. Which you know what, man?
0: I I own
1: a gun. I uh-huh. have different uh, varying types of guns, uh, firearms, and um, and other. I'll put it, just leave it at that. And. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself an enthusiast 100%, but, you know, being an enthusiast is, is fine. Yeah. But when, when when you make a statement like that, I mean, uh-huh. aren't you kind of... Immediately uh,
0: after the Kyle Rittenhouse trial? Sure. Yeah. Isn't that kind Good of in poor taste? It's in horrible taste. <laughs> and it says a lot about her and the people who voted for her, is that she's a shit. She's just a shitty person. Truth. She finds that funny. But you know what? This isn't wholesome conversation. I wanted this podcast. No, to be this isn't.
1: You know what? Yeah. And I got a good wholesome
0: story for you. Okay, I got
1: a wholesome story for you because now now it is time for my story. Okay. So when I was a kid, I always. You always imagine Santa Claus as having, like, a, like a velvety kind of costume on. You know, he's got, like, his pants, and they're fuzzy and warm, and he's got his, mm-hmm. his black leather belt with the big brass buckle on it, and, and he's got his hat on and everything. But the one thing that always stuck out that I thought was the coolest was his boots. Yeah. Because it reminded me of Engineer Boots or uh, you might call them motorcycle boots. I mean, it really depends. Uh, different people in different walks of life, auto mechanics wear them a lot. So they could be you know described in numerous ways. And when I was a kid, that was always like the one Santa thing that stuck out to me that I was always like, man, Santa's got some badass boots. And he gets to play, <laughs> play with reindeer, and he gets to drive a sled and all that kind of shit, which is cool. And I can recall there was a time... I want to say I was probably about 10 years old, and of course we had had snow at that point, because like I was saying earlier, we would typically start getting snow like in October, November, and we always had snow for Christmas. There was never a Christmas that you didn't still have some residual snow somewhere when we were growing up. Yeah. And I can remember that I used to sometimes, I thought I was sneaky, I would kind of slink out. Towards, because my bedroom and my brother's bedroom were at one end of the house, my parents' bedroom was at the other end of the house, and the living room was in between us. And I thought I was being sly, like I'm going to sneak on out there and take a quick peek and see what I got for Christmas. And there was an old; they had an old sectional couch, and the couch, the way That's that it was situated. Yes, it was the greatest Christmas ever. The gift of the sectional couch. No. (laughs) The way the couch was situated. (laughs) God damn it, that was funny. Um, Like, the one section of it was against the wall that my bedroom had in common with the the common wall between my bedroom and the uh, living room. And I had snuck out, and I peeked around the corner, and there sitting on some newspaper... Directly in front of the couch was a pair of boots like what Santa Claus would wear. Okay. And I still, to this day, I don't know if they were my dad's or if they were somebody else's, but magically they appeared there, looked like Santa's boots. I scurried back to my room worrying that I would not get presents that year and freaking out about it because I thought Santa was in my house and I had just seen his boots <laughs> wow the chi- the wonderment in, in, in this kid you know the belief went skyrocketing that year yeah and even though I was older I was a little bit older I was tricked
0: I was totally tricked I wonder if that was intentional like I wonder if your dad did that knowing like maybe he even heard you creeping down
1: I've never talked to them about it, but um, you know, it, it could have been, it could have been because his boots were not there when I went to bed. I know that, huh? But my dad used to wear engineer boots, so it very yeah. well could have been his boots. In fact, most likely were his boots. As yeah, what I'm he just saying, like I don't, off, I don't yeah. at this point believe that Santa Claus was actually in my house. <laughs> you know, but uh, but just the way that it all happened, pretty magical.
0: You know it's pretty magical um, time. Our friend Salvatore uh, mm-hmm. from Peru, his mother uh, recorded for us um, a Christmas story about Santa Claus and possibly the belief in Santa Claus. Ah. And it's really sweet, and I, I think we should cut to that real quick.
2: You know, um, I grew up in a family with a lot of relatives, you know. So my mother used to believe that, well, Christmas was very important because, you know, she was born in the highlands. So there, you know, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't call him like that. They call him Manuelito, No, So, well, she had, she had a brother who was the youngest one, and his name was Manuel. So she decide, one, one day, one night, he appeared at home for Christmas and he was very drunk, you know, he was completely drunk, but he was almost like 25 or 26 years old, more, more or less. So, well, this is amazing, you know, because, well, my mother started yelling at him, telling him, "Ah, how is it possible for Christmas? How can you be drinking? This, you, you shouldn't do that. Uh, you know, Santa is going to be very mad at you. Well, so she was fighting with him, you know, a lot, you know, she was like crazy. And well, suddenly, you know, she told him, now, you know, what's going to happen to you? Santa is going to come here and he's not going to give you any gift. And he said, ah, that won't happen. That can't happen, you know, he doesn't exist. You're crazy. Well, she told him, look. I am going to give you a word of advice, young man. Go and take a shower, wear your bare stuff, and be wait. start waiting for him. Please wait for him. He will come. Well, you know, he came. Santa appeared at home. And you should have seen my uncle, you know, he was crying out loud because he was asking for forgiveness to Santa, you know, because he wanted his gift. So he was all drunk. Suddenly he was completely sober, you know? And he was completely scared with looking at Santa. So I guess karma does exist because, well, you know, at 12, more or less, <laughs> I was not ready for, for Christmas because uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe in anything like that. So, well, mm, the somebody knocked the door at the door and my mother asked me to go and open. And of course, it was Santa, another. I guess he was a drunk man also. So, Well, I was like my uncle, you know, asking him for forgiveness and telling him to please give him my bicycle and that kind of stuff, you know. And, well, this good man, of course, forgave me and my bicycle appeared. My mama knew I wanted the bicycle. So she was mean, you know, because, well, when I arrived to my school, of course, I fought with everyone, you know, because I had to defend Santa. (laughs) So I guess karma does exist and maybe Santa also does exist. Well. Now, um, dear Tom and dear Mike, I just want to wish you a happy, very, very, very very Merry Christmas, you know. And wait for Santa, because maybe he arrives. (laughs) I don't know if you have a chimney, but, well, anyway, he knows how to knock at the door. So, (laughs) wait for your presents, because, well, I have sent uh, this. My presents, I have sent them to the North Pole, to his home. I hope they arrive to you. (laughs) They get to you. Well... um, my best wishes for all of you. And I really hope your, your program, you know, is better and better and better. I really hope it's the best, you know. It's really entertaining. So I wish you the best for you and your families. Love you.
0: So thank you so much to Patricia for that. Um, I know she and Salvatore and uh, Renato listen to this show uh, regularly now. Um, they think it's very entertaining, so that that's that's a big Christmas win for a me. A beautiful sentiment. Know. A family sitting around together listening to our podcast—that puts the pressure on, doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> a I bit. feel like we've got a little more pressure on us now.
1: <laughs> nah. Yeah, because they 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 took us in and and were listening to us before we had any of that pressure on us. So I think that's true. I think we're we're pretty good. But that was a, that that's was a true. beautiful gift to us for the holiday. Thank you so much. Yes,
0: thank you, thank you, and we love you too. Okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> I just blew my I just blew my wad. Blew your Christmas load. <laughs> yeah, right. I will tell you... (laughs) It comes out like that that spray snow. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly.
1: That's exactly. And it gets on everything and is slightly flammable.
0: It's slightly flammable and you have to scrape it off with a putty knife.
1: Yes. I will tell you that uh, I'm going to surprise you here. I did actually listen to the latest Best Of. Okay. Awesome. And... uh, Enjoyed myself thoroughly. I f- I had I had thought for some reason that we would have been further ahead, in the uh, in the best of, and that it, the fact that it was from when the show was still in its complete and total infancy, was uh was it was a great surprise. And I we did get some funny shit down. There was some good laughs in there. We did. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting there laughing aloud as I was listening to it myself. Everybody probably thinks, excuse me, that I was crazy. <laughs> Laughing to myself, but... That's the beauty of being dead. I can do stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, I'm glad that you actually decided to listen to that, because I was hoping, if anything, you listen to, because I know you don't really make time for podcasts um, <laughs> to listen to for it's, your own consumption. Yeah, ironic. You know. But it is. But um, at the same time... I'm glad that you listen to the best ofs because, you know, then because there's a lot oh my God, our old stuff. There was a lot of stuff that it was like painful to listen to for me because I was like, oh my God, we're so boring. <laughs> and Tom Tom thinks he sounds like one of those guys from like the Joe Rogan show or something, you know, like, you know, like, ugh. like I take on personality traits of, of popular people and and then I, I I integrate them into my personality, and I did that with Joe Rogan back in the day, in my oh old boy. podcast. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that's oh, that's you. why I think I'm so outspoken against him now is because I was so pro him. You know, five. You ten were years ago. Uh, you were
1: you were hanging on his every load. I mean, every word. I was. I was. at one dude, point. I'm not
0: even joking. I'm not even joking when I say that I had printed out a thing that said what would Joe Rogan do and slapped it up on my car. On the, on the dash. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not fucking kidding, dude. <laughs> That's pretty
1: goddamn funny. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. You were like, uh-huh. I am so totally committed to this guy that I'm gonna, yeah, and now, now what would Joe Rogan do it was kind of a... A ba- it's kind yeah, of it's a little like bit a, of a, a cautionary a crazy idea. Like, what would Joe Rogan do? I don't know, but I bet it's nuts, and yeah. might have Joe something and- to do that with horse tranquilizers. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I remember. I, you know, when he started slipping off my off my radar was when I heard that he had gotten these weird, this weird medical procedure done where they basically extracted his blood and ran it through some kind of
1: filtration system
0: filtration system yeah and it heated it up and then it put it back in his body and i guess it was supposed to break down the cortisol or something like that to help his muscles heal or whatever and it was like super experimental and 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 weird and i was like what the fuck is this man doing to himself and then he's getting on a podcast with millions of fucking listeners and he's telling them yeah you should try this yeah, man. All you need to do is mushrooms float, and then uh, yeah, inject shit into your veins. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Sounds okay like to a- do some ro- some steroids. It's fine. I guarantee you he does steroids. That's slander or, or libel or something like that. But I think he does steroids.
1: <laughs> That's right. I guarantee. you think?
0: Yeah. I su- I I strongly suspect that he does steroids. <laughs> I mean, could very well. Yeah. There's right. a Reddit user called uh Reddit called uh, uh Rogan's Roid Rage that always makes me laugh every time I see it.
1: <laughs> well if he's safe with that, then you're probably safe with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joe's gonna just Joe's gonna be like at the end of uh that one uh Kevin Smith movie where Jay and Bob go house to house of all the people, the internet trolls. That uh-huh. made fun of their 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 comic book and just go beat beat them up one by one. <laughs> That's what Joe's gonna do in his retirement.
1: <laughs> yep, and you're Jamie, on the list,
0: Jamie. Jamie, pull up that list. Yeah, I want to see all the people that made fun of me. All right, plane tickets. Goes around. Unfortunately, unfortunately,
1: I'm on that list too. So uh, yeah. Well, I guess I guess we'll see what happens when it happens, huh?
0: Well, you know, here's depending the
1: heat is immortal as he thinks he is he'll have plenty of time to do it
0: well here's the thing about joe rogan he's small so he's easier to catch in a net (laughs) so if you have (laughs) if you have like a big butterfly net you could just catch him and then you can sell him on ebay i got one used joe rogan here only starting bid 45 dollars usd (laughs) <laughs> Come on! seems like that. I got a reserve price set, too, but you don't get to know what that is until you bid.
1: Yeah, right?
0: I am not selling my Joe Rogan for less than, I don't know, a half a million dollars, <laughs> I think. Joe Rogan
1: market value.
0: He's like an NFT. Do you know anything about those? I do not. Okay, so NFTs are called non-fungible tokens, and I don't know anything more about what makes them work, but apparently... They are digitally stamped JPEGs, okay? Images of like monkeys and shit, right? Like a painting of a monkey, but they're digitally stamped and, and recorded in this registry somewhere, and that apparently gives them value. So these are things that then people have in their name and you've got these people getting on youtube and complaining that people are taking screenshots of them. <laughs> like, you know, like you can't click to save, but people are taking screenshots and people are getting on there like, listen, you're completely destroying the market. Do not take screenshots of NFTs. And it's like I I don't get it at all. It's like I a piece of I, art that you don't get to keep. Yeah. Yeah, none you know? of that stuff makes any sense picture. to me. Yeah, I can save a picture to my desktop. It, it has no value at all. But someone thought, "Well, what if it did? What if my digital picture that I made? I don't get it, man. It's fucking it's, weird. It, People it, all that, all so that crypto.
1: Weird. Yeah, all that crypto stuff just confuses me. Yeah, and maybe at some point I'll have to understand it. But I'm hoping that I don't <laughs> because it just – it blows my mind. Like I, I, I've seen – I forget if it was um, – my favorite basketball team was doing a thing where they were giving away like um, these um, images – Similar to sounding to, like, what you were just talking about, where you could get a hold of these and they were, like, special limited edition, but they're all images, so they're not really – it's not Not really anything you can – yeah, it's not like anything is real. they're not real. And I'm
0: like, I don't understand what you're doing with these things. (laughs) You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of that one episode of Black Mirror, uh, 10 Million Merits, where the guy – they all – live in like this weird indoor facility and there's like bikes and they have to pedal mm-hmm. to get merits and then they trade their merits in for toothpaste, food, all the necessities. Right. But pretty much everything is provided for them more or less. And all the, and, and so the rest of their money, however much they accumulate is used in two ways, either to enter a contest like similar to American Idol where they win great riches and a freedom from the biking life that they have to do Ah. or or because apparently they're powering everything with these bikes you know Um, God knows what kind of horror show the outside world is and you never find out but um, the other thing they spend all their money on is stuff for their little computer avatars like swords and hats and shit (laughs) they have no no material possessions whatsoever I've known of people that do that in real life (laughs) Yeah.
1: People oh, that yeah. buy shit for for, for for avatars and and, and little yeah. uh non existent things uh you know, right. like that. And then like they get game... angry and fight over things and everything too, and I'm like, Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Or like or like they, they spend a bunch of money on coins for their like farmville game or yeah. whatever it is. And it's like Are you familiar with Animal Crossing? I am familiar with Animal Crossing.
1: That's one of those kind of things where there's like treasure islands where you can go and you can like pick stuff up that other people have made and will give you. And it's like infinite, apparently, infinite fucking number of things that you can get. And they don't mean Uh anything. They literally (laughs) mean nothing.
2: And yet I know
1: of people that are, like, insane about that stuff, get angry about it and fight about it and have, like, threatened people over it and everything else. And I'm like, it's fake stuff in a made-up
0: game. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, you take a look at some of the uh, MMORPGs, MMORPGs uh, yeah. and people get really, really hot about that stuff, too. And there was this. Uh, I tried playing
1: I, that stuff once.
0: It's not that and, much. And fun it was to just.
1: Me. I was just like. I was just like this. This is not fun. Yeah. In the least little bit. Like maybe if I was in a room with other people that were doing it. But then why not just play D and D or something like that? And and yeah. get some actual enjoyment out of it rather than. Rather than sitting there and beating your head against the wall, you know, running through an endless. Fucking scape fest. Of, yeah.
0: It's yeah, grind
1: fest. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, fest. you were saying. Yeah. You were saying.
0: Some people like that though. Um, what was I saying? Um, with those types of games, oh, shit. I you know I I lost it. <laughs> uh, I still got another, my touch. Another 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 musing lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lost to my idiocy and uh, ability to uh, sidetrack things without too terrible much effort.
0: Hey, folks! We'd like to learn a little more about you. That's why we set up a poll on our website. Just go to tomandmike.com/poll and fill out the anonymous contact form. Hit submit, and you'll have done us a huge favor. While you're there, be sure to check out the rest of the site. It's got links to our Let's Play video gaming channel, absurd blog posts, and other ways to contact us. Speaking of which, if you'd like to write to us, you can do so by sending an email to storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening. You know, I think we should talk about our favorite Christmas movies. Like of uh, all time. Favorite Christmas movie. Both, both my favorite ones that Christmas. you currently hold in your heart and ones that, that, that were magical to you when you were younger.
1: Uh, my favorite Christmas movie of all time, hands down, is Christmas
0: Story. Uh, I think that's a pretty common answer.
1: It's a tradition. It's a tradition to to be able to watch it uh, every year ad nauseum because they start it at uh, like midnight on Christmas Day and run it until midnight. You know, on uh, the day after Christmas. So you've got twenty four hours of it running on two different channels. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, you know, it's, it's very, it's very available and it's also relatable in certain aspects because I know that my brother and I will quote that movie at times when we're talking about stuff, even in like the middle of July, <laughs> like about the Bumpuses, you know, 247 stinky smelly hounds mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines, or, uh, you know, the, uh... You always use all the glue, you know, or 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 something like <laughs> meatloaf, that. Meatloaf, <laughs> meatloaf, I hate meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. It's comfort
0: yeah. food. Yeah, man. That movie is comfort food.
1: <laughs> it is complete. It's, it's, it's yeah. comfort food in celluloid. It's a great movie. Um, now like serious Christmas movies? Boy, that's a tough call. I got to throw this out there, and I know this surprised my parents to hear me say it because they know that I, for the most part, despise Bruce Willis. But as far as Christmas movies go, I think Die Hard is a fantastic Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah, Christmas be, movie. That was going to be my answer, actually. That was going to be one of my answers, was the fucking Die Hard series, especially the first one with Hans but Gruber. It's, It's a
1: Wonderful Life is a classic. Uh, White Christmas, if you're into the Bing Crosby era of uh, Christmas movies. uh, He and Danny Kaye. And, um, boy, I tell you, there's just there's a lot. I mean, I I don't really think of a whole lot of modern movies as being Christmas classics. And modern, I say anything that was made after the 80s. Because the Santa Claus, that whole fucking...
2: Treasure Trove of Allen, garbage. Of all.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: from Tim Allen, I could yeah. I could never see those again, and not I be never upset liked about Tim it. Allen. I will I never say, liked Jingle him. All the Way is pretty funny. Which is Jingle the one all with the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Way is great. that, okay, that yes. is a funny fucking movie, and that's a more modern one. But that's probably yeah. about where I'm gonna draw the line. Besides Polar Express, I do. I've never Polar seen Express, Polar Express. I recommend watching it. You're going to be astounded because it's not as great a quality as you think it would be for the year that it was made, mm-hmm. but it's still the story holds up, and it is just uh, if you look at it through the, the Tom through, Hanks? through a child's eyes, yes, yes, Tom Hanks is in it. However, in uh, like animated form, okay, but it's still Tom Hanks. Yes, it's a, it's a great movie.
0: Two, I, I I think like sometimes like there's some really obscure stuff that I watched as a kid that I could never find again, but stuck with me. One was an episode of The Twilight Zone or something like it, where this cop, um, is like grizzled, angry cop, and it's Christmas time, and he's arrests Santa basically. Hmm. And takes him to the drunk tank. And he's sitting there saying something like, like, um, you know, when I was a kid, all I wanted was a blue and yellow laser pistol, uh, doctor something or another, like laser pistol. Um, and it never came. And ever since then, I don't have a damn interest in Christmas at all. Cause it's all just make believe and lies. Well, the da- the reindeer stage an escape with the help of i think a couple of elves <laughs> they break down the wall of the jail cell and 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 santa escapes and the cop runs out into the snow and he looks up and santa's in midair in his sleigh and he goes whatever his name he goes catch and he throws it down this thing down and it's a wrapped package and he opens it up, and it's the fucking laser gun. Uh, I was so like, hoping you were going to oh. say it was like
1: Santa's hand flipping him off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, buddy!
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
1: was a realistic Santa thing, but it, the laser pistol was there, and, and that stuck in your head.
0: Yeah, it just it was something magical about it. There was a cartoon called I don't remember what it's called but this one actually did come on every year for a while it's not as obscure but a lot of people when I bring it up don't know what I'm talking about but it was about mice and this mouse is like really intellectual and he writes this editorial piece about the non-existence of Santa Claus I know exactly what we are talking off. about yeah and he sends it off and Santa decides fuck this town I'm not coming to it yeah fuck and, you Santa's vindictive yeah. Yeah, Santa's really, really, really petty. (laughs) He's like a a drill sergeant, like one person fucks up and the whole platoon gets screwed for. You fuck
1: up and nobody gets (laughs) crossbows!
0: You will all get cold! Uh, You gotta be a fan of the show to get that one. (laughs) Especially if you're in your underwear, private... Oh, you said my last name. I did. Oops. You son of a gun. Private time. No, we can't. We can't use
1: any of this. There's no such thing as editing. <laughs> you know, I actually have another Christmas story, another short one. Let's hear it. One that is one that is a a another heartwarming tale. Uh when I was working security at the local amusement park, they always have their. Big to do around this season for the holiday. Um, and they had live reindeer you could go and pet. And one of them, I can't remember the reindeer's name off the top of my head now. I swear it was Lucy or something like that. Got loose. <laughs> it's funny, its name was Lucy. It got loose <laughs> and was like tearing around the inside of the amusement park as I'm running around in there trying to find it and wrangle it. And had to call up like other people to come in and help me wrangle this thing. Just a uh, a short story, but uh, so, I ended up having so to write you had a to whole chase incident. A reindeer. Yeah, I had to chase a reindeer. I had to write up a whole incident report about it and everything else. I'm hoping that that incident, at some point when somebody was going through records at one point in time, got a good laugh because yeah. <laughs> it was literally absurd that I was chasing a fucking reindeer. Yeah, around inside of an amusement park around Christmas time. Uh,
0: that's magical, dude. That's fucking it mad. Is. that's a that's a goddamn movie is what that is. All, I like, wish it had flown on on Dasher or something like that. Just call it <laughs> on Dasher. And then it's just this whole story about how you're trying to chase this thing down and like you end up on the fucking like up Oof. on the fucking uh top part of one of the roller coasters like all right now. Come on. Take it easy. Right, and then now? the fucking thing flies off and you're stuck up there. Oh shit. <laughs> like, all right now. Come on now. All right now. You can do oh. that. <laughs> Another callback. <laughs> well, that's a call back to the old gaming days. We should tell that story now. So or I should tell that story now rather. Yeah. There was a, a sergeant. He was a master sergeant or something, if I remember correctly. He was so good and at it, he had mastered it. He had mastered sergeantry, yes. Yep. Um, and he was uh, in my, like, directorate of information management in that team. He was like, he, he like, my NCOIC answered to him uh, laterally, not as a direct report, but, like, he could tell him what to do. And uh, this guy lived in the same apartment complex as me. And every time you saw this guy, he'd be like, all right now. That was just his greeting. (laughs) He would say it in uniform or out. And one day he was at the pool and I was at the pool and I look up at him and he goes, all right now. And it just stuck to me that this big, heavy set black man is just sitting in this lawn chair looking so relaxed. You know, he's got a fucking drink in his hand. His sunglasses are on. He's like (laughs) sitting there. and He's like, all right now. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, this needs to be a beer commercial or something. <laughs> it just needs just, to at least be a, a t-shirt. A, well, it's it is because it's it should because it's just such a, a, a an affirming statement. All right now. It's like everything is okay. All right now. I'm good, you're good, we're good. All right now. I love it. Yeah. It's it's so simple and so wholesome.
1: The Tom found on Reddit that's not gonna turn your stomach or make you mad. These are wholesome tales, wholesome tales found by this lad, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) On the spot. No idea. That
0: was excellent. That was excellent. Thank you. What do you got for me? I
1: got on this one here, reason number six. The 628,293, it's hard to sound numbers out. Uh, I love my mom. We were, when we were wee little elementary school kids, my sister and I loved the Tamagotchi games. But the Tamagotchi required constant attention, right? And we couldn't play them during school, so my mom would bring them to work with her. And she'd do all of her accounting and banking shit while also feeding two Tamagotchi pets. This small, serious Asian lady playing Tamagotchi for her daughters. I love her so much. (laughs) That is a wholesome tale.
0: That is. That is. That reminds me of of this. It's a little heart-wrenching, but I want to share it because it made me think of it. Uh, There was a story about this girl. I I think it might have been the first Animal Crossing. And this girl, her mom, loved Animal Crossing. She, you know... She's like, "Can I play it and one night?" And then she just fell in love with it. And she would always get her daughter gifts and stuff. Well, after a while, um, you know, her daughter stopped playing it, and um, her mom continued to play. it, But she started. She got cancer. She started getting sicker and sicker, and at a certain point, she couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And and then she passed. And like maybe a year later, um, her daughter just out of a, on a whim launched the game and there were all these gifts and sweet notes left for her that she didn't Aww. know about, you know, all this stuff. Can you imagine how emotional that would be? I'd be bawling. I dude, I fucking cried my my eyes out when I read that. But it was that it's is amazing. Cute. Yeah, it is really cute. Ink Skin says, when I was 12, I babysat this girl for a few years and she would come to me and show me her art, drag me by the wrists and point at the pieces she made during the week. And she'd be like, do the voice. And I'd put on a sports announcer, Olympic style voice and be like, such form, this level of coloring. Why? I haven't seen such perfection in Creole in a long time. And what is this? Why Jeff? Now this is a true risk. It seems she's made a monochrome pink canvas. I haven't seen anything like this attempted since winter of 1932. And I got to say, Jeff, it's absolutely splendid. And she'd fall (laughs) back giggling. At the end of the night, she'd check with me. Did you really like it? And I'd say yes and talk about something I noticed. And I tucked her in. When she was just accepted into three major art schools, she wrote me a letter. Inside was a picture that said that a picture from when she was younger, monochrome pink. Thank you, it said, to somebody who saw the best in me. Aww. That is sweet. Yeah,
1: I, I feel like normally we're busting all these things down, yeah, and this but week I, don't I just really want to sit, sit in the warmth. I want to sit in the warmth yeah. of these comments. Yeah, I don't necessarily yeah, have yeah. to say anything.
0: No, there's nothing that needs to be said. It's There is like a, a, a glow to them. to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your next this one? Sounds,
1: this sounds like it could go sideways, so let's see. I went to lunch with friends and saw my husband at the same restaurant. I was gonna say his name but he was staring at his phone so I watched him he was smiling he typed then my phone dinged and it was a video he forwarded of a dog wrestling a water hose this is love <laughs> you thought for a second <laughs> or maybe she was going to catch him
0: doing it wrong right yeah. yeah yeah nope nope dog versus water hose Yep. I always send my wife like cute pictures that I find. Like, I am different. It's funny because I sometimes wonder if the real me that's under all the layers of social structuring and and all that that I've developed over my lifetime. I wonder if underneath that, the real me is the person that that is with my wife. Because I talk to her differently than anyone else on the planet. I I almost use like a like this softer voice and I just, my intonations are different. Um, I'm not putting on a show, you know, and uh, I'm much more like vulnerable with her. And I guess that's one of the reasons why she's so important to me. I mean, of many is that I can be vulnerable with her in a way that I can't even be vulnerable with you or my mother, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's an intimacy there that allows for that. For just total vulnerability and, and safety in that, comfort in that. Um, I think it's wonderful. I, I mean, you know, like I know everyone's relationships are different, but I'm willing to bet that most spouses who are like most couples, as long as they're emotionally, you know, uh, mature. And, and, and whatnot uh, probably can say something similar like when it's just me and her, when it's miss he and him he, me and him and whoever, whatever, uh, I'm a different person a little bit. Would you say that's true Aww. of you? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think uh, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean in, in in other situations I'm probably just as much of a dumbass as I am. Most of the rest of the time, but there's certainly those moments. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like that all the time, but uh, yeah, yeah,
0: for certain. This was a letter written on White House um, letterhead sent by George Herbert Walker Bush to Bill Clinton on January 20th, 1993. Handwritten. Dear Bill. When I walked into this office just now, I felt the same sense of wonder and respect that I felt four years ago. I know that you will feel that, too. I wish you great happiness here. I never felt the loneliness some presidents have described. There will be very tough times, made even more difficult by criticism you may not think is fair. I'm not a very good, I am not a very good one to give advice. Just don't let the critics discourage you or push you off course. You will be our president when you read this note. I wish you well. I wish your family well. Your success is now in our country. Is now our country's success. I am rooting hard for you. Good luck, George. That's
1: a level of maturity that you don't see.
0: No, you don't. Such a graceful Nowadays, exit the yeah. office. Yeah. Such a graceful, just the perfect dismount. You know, think what you will of that man. I wasn't a fan myself, but I mean, that's a fair game. That's fair play, you know? Yeah.
1: My boyfriend was recording me from across the gym tonight, and a guy saw him politely approach me to make sure I was aware someone was recording me, and that I knew him, and if not, to make sure I was careful leaving the gym, and that is exactly the energy I want to see from men in 2020. Well think it'd be the kind of energy you'd like to see from men in 2021 also. And, yeah, and 22 honored. and beyond.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't all, happen I mean, very
1: often at the gym.
0: I'll tell you what, that is so progressive that it makes me uncomfortable. And here's why. Because if I saw that happening, I would be like, how do I approach this person without seeming like the guy I'm trying to warn her about? You know? and one, mm. that's one and I also don't want to come off as somebody who thinks that a woman needs to be protected you know what I mean so it's sort of like I don't want to come across that way but it's like at the end of the day it's like if someone's window is, is, is broken or, or uh, their taillights out if you can and it's not going to be really complicated like if you don't end up following them down the street to do it <laughs> then yeah it's good to tell people that like yo look out for that dude he's been watching this whole time i think he's been recording you like just look out for mm-hmm. that dude. you know what i mean like like yeah it's not too hard to say um sometimes that shit can backfire on you though you know i guess i, I guess anything can backfire on you but true you know it's 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 sometimes difficult to to communicate with people. I don't really understand how they all work. <laughs> Maddie says The girl I babysat has made me watch Wall E at least ten times, so I assumed it was her favorite movie, but today her mom told me that she watches it because she thinks it's my favorite movie.
1: Oh. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. That is adorable. My favorite movie uh, to watch with my kids is Ratatouille. <laughs> I've I fucking heard that's really I fucking good. love that movie. I could <laughs> I've watch. Never, <laughs> I've, I've literally watched it probably a hundred times.
0: I've never seen it. I have to watch well, it. I recommend. You know,
1: you, you got a couple of movies to watch now.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Name withheld. I'm dying here. (laughs) Neighbors are co-op schooling while schools are closed. One neighbor, ex-Marine, is in charge of P.E. He's got elementary school kids lined up in his backyard doing burpees and air squats while chanting, I don't know, but I believe Santa comes on Christmas Eve.
0: (laughs) 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 That is such a Marine thing to do. I can totally believe this is true. Because I've known a lot of military people having been in the service myself, and Marines are always, like, so gung-ho, and, like, everything's about PT.
1: <laughs> no, and yeah. also about uh, family, from what I've gathered.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely, yes. man. That's, you know, Semper Fidalis which is like hanging with my bros, I think is how that's translated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to get punched for that, but yeah, yeah, I think you might honor and family or something like that. I can't remember what it stands for. I don't speak Latin after all. Mr. Rogers was so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Mr. Rogers was so prepared that he even prepared children for his death. When he died, his website posted a link to help children understand what happened. The post read, Remember that feelings are natural and normal, and that happy times and sad times are a part of everyone's life.
1: Mr. Rogers was awesome.
0: I wish everybody got to, up,
1: got to grow up watching him in in real time. Not yeah. just because you happen to catch reruns or something like that. You got to watch the man in real time and got to... Yeah to To know him through that, I mean his his show was such a gift.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I, it would
1: think... that that it plays quite the same today as it did back then because I think you know people are always more skeptical of uh, people being nice, but you know.
0: I will say that I think um, you're right that about the real time thing. Like if you tried to binge watch that show. It's just not the same. He was no. a daily, he was a daily visitor in your life. He was there for a half an hour every day, Monday through Friday, and you just watched a show. You know? Um, or was it weekly? I think when it was in syndication it was daily, but maybe it was a weekly show. I, I don't really know. But what I will say is that yeah, he was a daily part of your life. It's not like sitting there and watching him for twelve hours. Now I can do that with Bob Ross, but I was going to say Bob Ross. The... Yeah, Bob Ross is another n- treasure that, uh, and,
1: and that the I can sit watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> Trinity. <laughs> I have to send you a picture that I have at the Crocodile Hunter. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, by the way, Semper Fidelis means always faithful.
0: Okay. So I was way off. Fidelis. Fidelis, not Fidelis. Fidelis. Hanging with my bros. Yeah, I mean, home. you know,
1: you paraphrased. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and finally from me, <clears throat> my 19 year old son bought a car today. The guy who sold it to him took the cash, counted out a thousand dollars, and gave it back to him, saying, "Good luck in college." Paid forward, unbelievably kind, and brought tears to my eyes. If that, that is, is the awesome. truth, that is a beautiful that is a beautiful sentiment.
0: That is awesome. And it, and, it, and it incorporates something I very, very strongly believe in the pay it forward mm-hmm. mentality. Um, I have always felt that, you know, if someone owes you money, maybe say, when you get that money to pay me, give it to someone who really needs it. Because I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I gave you 20 bucks. It's nothing, it's nothing. I can live without 20 bucks. I I don't need to live my life like an accountant checking, seeing where everything is. It doesn't matter to me. So, uh, yeah, pay it forward, man. Absolutely. If someone cuts you a break, cut someone else a break when they need it. Because, you know, you were needy when they did that for you. And they did it out of the kindness of their heart. And let me tell you a really heartwarming story. Um, I was having trouble paying my bills. And I was on the phone with my heating company and I was out of heat. And it was the middle of winter. I was like right before Christmas, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But this was a couple of years ago and um, I'm on the phone. I'm like, listen, I just need some help. Is there any way that I can be billed? They're like, no, you need to pay it up front. And I'm like, well, how much is it? And I'm like, well, I can't afford that. I'm cold <laughs> and I can't cook. And my coworker, with whom I'd only had a couple of conversations, came up to me the next day with an envelope. And she said, listen, I talked to my husband last night. I wanted you to know I wasn't eavesdropping, but I overheard your conversation and I wanted to give you this. And inside was $300. Oh. Yeah. And she said, please, please, this is my religion. Please accept this. And I was like, yeah. you know and i was like on the verge of tears and that's it beautiful was seriously it was seriously a fucking moment out of out of a wonderful life it really was i i can't even believe it's true you know what i mean like it's so uncommon that i can hardly believe it happened to me and and yeah people there are people who are who are good who will give when others need it and i really believe that those people find each other when 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 needed, you know. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to, but you have to you have to be able to pay that forward then, and that's that's I think that's just some universal law that we don't understand. S. Wolf says, twelve years ago, I talked to a stranger at a bar for over three hours. He said goodbye and nothing more when I left. In the parking lot, I got angry. I stormed back in and yelled at him for not asking for my phone number. We're married now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I That's think that was, pretty funny. So wholesome, but it's cute. And I, I thought it belonged in here. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one more of these, uh, which I will share um, that Salvatore sent us. So we'll play that now. Peru rocks. I love Peru and I am very proud of my country because it is fantastic. We have delicious food.
2: Our rich country is full of kind and friendly people. Peru also has a diverse, wonderful soil, so we can enjoy different types of potatoes and vegetables in general. Our ocean is one of the best in the world. I like the wonderful potatoes we have. I like the ocean and I like to eat the amazing seafood we make.
0: I believe the year was 1988 or 1989, maybe a little earlier. I don't remember. When did, uh, when did Return of the Jedi come out? Was it 86 or 88? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> well, I don't either. I don't either. But it was the year that, that Return of the Jedi came out, and I came downstairs for Christmas Day dressed resplendently in my Han Solo sweater with the blue j- like ringer-style T-like sweater, you know, where it's got the, the ring around the neck, and the sleeves are one color, and then the, the body of it is the other color. So I had one mm-hmm. of those. And I came down to the magic, most one of the most magical Christmases ever, which was the one where I got the Ewok playset. Oh, classic! Yeah. Classic! What an amazing toy! And uh, you know, we should probably end. <laughs> Fuck!
1: I'm, I'm still. I was. I, I was waiting for the right time. You know. Yeah
0: yeah i don't know where
1: it is (laughs) you know what i'm gonna do you a favor here and say that sounds like a great story but it's gonna have to be one for another time because i can see that we are out of time
0: thanks for listening to story time with tom and mike we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you giving it to you
1: like hopefully all the warm fuzzy feelings that we gave you through most of the podcast (laughs) Merry Christmas,
0: Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah,
1: Happy Hanukkah. No, no, take that off there. Why? No, 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 no. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.
0: Because I don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> what, well, because you can't. You can't list every single possible permutation.
1: Truth. That's okay. what the problem is. <laughs>